Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Jurassic Views, Ottawa's Raptors podcast, Bryce Diamond post-game against the Washington Wizards. Now, I wasn't going to come on here. I think I said this uh, yesterday in the pod, kind of previewing this Washington miniseries. We've got two games in Washington. I wasn't going to come on. And I certainly wasn't going to come on after how badly we played. But somebody inspired me this morning. I listened to the post-game interviews. I listened to Nick Nurse talk. Very unhappy, as you can imagine. I listened to Will Lou's post-game reaction pod. Uh, boy, you want to talk about a guy who's unhappy. A guy who is fuming. A guy who is venting. Uh, Will Lou was not a happy guy. And and you know what? As a fan, as a guy who's so dedicated, whether he's getting a paycheck for it or not, he's a dedicated fan of the Toronto Raptors, and he was livid. My man needs a day off. I don't know if he's in Washington or Toronto, but I hope he gets some sunshine. But the guy who motivated me to do the podcast today, to do a recording, just to talk, about this team and about basketball was Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher, one of only two Raptors who went to the mic last night, at least that I could find. Um, Jakob Pertle was the other one who played a hell of a game. I didn't see OG in the post-game interviews along with Nick Nurse and Jakob Pertle. I only saw Chris Boucher. But Chris Boucher was quiet, collected, spoke very clearly, articulately, and poignantly. Chris Boucher is turned into a real wise vet. Quality takes in his postgame quality analysis, and just a straight shooter. No beating around the bush at all. This guy just went right to the heart of things. And I really appreciated that. Jakob Perta was pretty good post-game interview too, but Boucher, you could tell, held a little more investment um, obviously, Jakob Pertl has played for the Raptors, but he was in San Antonio for a long time. He's playing meaningful games. Uh, he really hasn't played meaningful games for the San Antonio Spurs since 2019 when they went to the playoffs. But you could tell with Chris Boucher that like us fans, there was 
a greater belief and expectation on this team. And you could tell his investment into this team was so high and in competing was so high that that game against Washington last night, the result we got was just incredibly frustrating. Someone even asked him near the end of the post-game interview, how is it that you've been in rhythm since the All-Star game? Like the last five games, you've come out, you know, playing really hard, playing well. And his quote, if any Raptor listens to it, just cuts to the heart. Especially that bench group. And the quote was, I didn't take a break during the All-Star break. Woof. My goodness. Like that gets right under the surface and straight dagger to the heart. My gosh, this man's cutting valves at the center of things. Um, Chris Boucher was really disappointed in the energy that was brought. He was really disappointed at the professionalism that was brought to this game. And you could feel it. He didn't have to yell. He didn't have to call players out. Certainly not individuals. He just got right to the heart of things. And he was pissed. Like, you know, you can you can kind of imagine Jakob Pertl's not happy. He wasn't with the loss. But you could, you know, he's... He's missed a bunch of years. He, the, the Spurs have been irrelevant in the play-in, let alone the playoff discussions over the last number of years. The Raptors in the bubble, you know, were very competitive, could easily gone to the conference finals, could easily have gone to the finals that year. They were right in the thick of things in 2020. And... Then 2021, of course, they get pushed out of Toronto because of the pandemic to Tampa. Um, And they had pride, but at the end of the day, there's just too many variables. Um, And the front office didn't help, you know, with getting Baines and Alex Len as centers, letting both Ibaka and Gasol go. And Chris Boucher played a massive. He might have been our best player kind of start to finish game in, game out competitive uh, effort that season. He had a shaky year last year um, and then turned it around and so did the Raps. And again, front office didn't help us with uh, a, the, the moves they did in the offseason. But they managed in last season to get into the playoffs, had a bunch of injuries, nagging injuries and, and bigger injuries, um, that affected that first-round playoff series. But they fought tooth and nail, barely lost, heartbreaking loss in Game 3, fought tooth and nail to, to win Game 4 despite Fred getting injured, and then showed up in Philly and then just ran out of gas because the bench was sh- so short at that point 
And guys were fighting so many injuries at that point that they just had nothing left and certainly were, were so inexperienced as a, as a ball club that they couldn't be a more talented, more savvy, more veteran team who had a lot more riding on that series than we did. So I don't expect Jakob Pertl, you know, seven, eight games in to have the same level of an investment and expectation on this team. I think he believes that this team is a playoff team, but they're fighting from behind. And here's, here's Chris Boucher who's been there. He was there that championship season. This is his fifth year as a Raptor, I believe. And he's put so much in to be here. And he believes in this team. And again, the front office did not do right by this team at the start of the season. We're able to get Jakob Pertl in the trade deadline, which should have happened much earlier, should have happened before the season started. But they did what they needed to do. And here they are, having won eight of their last ten, having won three of their last four, with a monster series against Washington. Two games, a team who's right below you in the standings, and you have a chance to basically knock them out, or certainly knock them out of contention of where you're going, you're hoping to go. And the Toronto Raptors could honestly, with these two games, seal the nine seed. So you're at least hosting the first play-in game as a nine seed, hoping to win and catapult you into that, you know, final game to get in to the playoffs. But more than that, the Raptors are focused on the the decisions they made at the trade deadline and, and the talent that this team has and the expectations that they all carry, the pride that they're all they all have. They believe they're a five or six seed team, especially with Brooklyn losing Kyrie and KD, they really believe they're that talented. And I I think they are. But when you come into a game against Washington, give up 10 straight points to one guy, Kyle Kuzma, and then constantly sag, constantly struggle, constantly uh show up with very little intensity on the defensive end and very little execution on the offensive end, man, you have got to be right pissed. And Chris Boucher was, and he motivated me today to to just record something and talk about Raptors basketball and, and, and to be able to talk about you know, why Chris Boucher is so disappointed. You know, this is a guy who, if you haven't seen his mini documentary, Grind Now, Shine Later on TSN, do so. It might be on YouTube. I don't know that for sure. But this guy's just put too much energy from bagging groceries in his late teen years playing pickup basketball in Montreal, having not gone to Sajep, and then just gets found out because of his height, starts playing in a league in the summer, 
goes to Oregon uh, after community college in the States, like just gets one opportunity after another and puts all his effort and energy and dedication into the sport of basketball. Gets to Oregon, plays fantastic, ends up getting an awful ACL injury, which had him question everything because he, he really believed that that season they could win it all. He gets injured. He believes he's you know, on the right trajectory to be an NBA player. And now you blow your a- ACL. And you've seen guys like Brandon Roy. You've seen guys in other sports, but but the NBA for sure, where guys have have lost their careers because of ACL injuries. And you're a lean guy who needs explosiveness, who needs all the agility you can muster. And you're questioning, should you know, is this going to happen? Is this going to work out? And then you are able to resurrect like a phoenix from the ashes from that ACL injury. And you keep battling. You don't get drafted. You go through the G League. You go through the Golden State G League team. You go to, to, to the Toronto G League team, the 905. You put, put all that energy into playing in Mississauga where the nights can be lonely in the ends, and you just keep battling. You win G League MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the G League in the same season. Your team wins the title, and you say, okay, maybe next season will be my chance to play significant, important, meaningful minutes for an NBA team within my home country He does. He doesn't have the greatest season, but he battles. Is part of comeback after comeback. Part of a 15-game winning streak. Making huge strides as as long as his strides are in the basketball court. Makes huge, huge strides in his career, in his development. Kyle Lowry making him believe that he's a pick-and-pop guy, that he's a pick-and-roll guy that he can take it to the tin, that he can be undersized because of his slim slimness and says he's going to own that and be able to get advantages through his agility coming off that ACL injury and, and shows up night after night going to Rico Hines in the summers, not just settling, continuing to make a name for himself continuing to help kids dream from his community in North Montreal, from his Haitian, sorry, his his St. Lucian background. That island background in Montreal, continuing to give dreams and belief to kids who grew up the same way he did. And he shows up again in Washington with the belief that his team can get back to the playoffs like they did last year, scores 12 points from the bench and nobody on the bench shows up. 
their whole bench was in the minus on the plus minus. Gary Trent Jr. was a minus 26. Like, this guy was so calm and collected in that interview, but just with razors, spitting razors with his words. Because, man, if nothing else, Chris Boucher deserved better last night. OG Ananobi played a great game. Jakob Pertle played a great game. But gosh, Chris Boucher was the only guy who showed up off that bench. They had three total team fouls from the bench unit. Five guys, three total fouls. Where's the aggression from that defense? Where's the intensity? Where's the professionalism from that bench unit? They stunk. All those guys, double digit plus minus. The only guy who wasn't was Thad Young because he only played four minutes. And Nick Nurse did not set him up at all for success playing in the center spot rather than in the power forward spot. Man, Chris Boucher, (sighs) honestly, Saturday should be dedicated to Chris Boucher. Gary Trent Jr., you should be ashamed of your effort and energy last night. You know, Fred Van Vliet, I know it's hard when you've had your third kid and you're up all hours of the night. I get it. I don't know what it's like to have three kids. I don't know what it's like to be a professional basketball player. But two for 11? Shoot, man, two for 11 for a guy who's making 23 mil and is hoping to make near 30 mil this season, the leader of our team, the second best player on the team, and you come with two for 11 from downtown with quality look after look after look in a game that you are should be desperate to win? Wooey. Those are the exact games that you want to be up for and succeed in. And you just drop the ball. You just drop the ball. You just failed. You literally got a failing grade. Gary, Fred, wow. Against a team who's not really a good defensive team at all. You guys were bad. DeLon Wright outplayed you. Gary Trent Jr. Kispert outplayed you last night. Now, as a team, the Raptors' defense look like a JV team. Junior varsity, head, you know, chickens with their head cut off. Like they're just trying to figure out basketball for the first time in their lives with a crowd in front of them. That's what you look like. Chris Boucher did not deserve that last night. Um, and, and, you know, Jakob Pertl's just happy to be out of the, the purgatory that is the San Antonio Spurs right now, who actually won in an incredible comeback against the Pacers, who could have got within two games of us. I mean, I was talking about they were dead in the water. Uh, and, and, you know, the Raptors gave them an, you know, an, a hand to, to, pull out of the water in the play-in picture. 
but then they just threw, <laughs> threw it all away. But who cares? That's the Indiana Pacers. San Antonio Spurs had a nice comeback win last night. Um, but Jakob Pearl is just happy to be at a purgatory. He's in a relevant situation battling for the nine seed, which isn't something to be super excited about. But I can imagine Jakob ha- happy to be at least in the conversation with the playoffs through the play-in. Oh, man. You know, obviously this is not as bad a loss as as the loss um, Miami had against Charlotte the other night. And certainly this is not a bad, as bad a loss as the Clippers had, scoring 91 points against a Stephless Warriors team. They lost the third quarter 42-16. So, yeah, like there's other teams who are – are just sinking who are veteran teams who this is kind of it championship or bust winner bust. And they are looking awful. But for the Raptors, they had to be better. They had to be so much better and play at a level of competition that was deserving of mentioning them in the hunt for the six seed. And they were not. And again, Washington, they've got some talented guys who have played really well career seasons so far for um, Porzingis and for Kyle Kuzma. But man, we made them look like Tatum and Brown out there. Bradley Beal playing this Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon role because these other guys were given so many open looks. Kispert looking like Derek White in the playoffs last year. Like, we were not playing the Celtics, but we made them look like the Celtics last night. That's sad. Well, thank goodness for Chris Boucher. His story, but his post-game interview. Inspiring stuff. And I don't know if this podcast (laughs) was helpful for anybody. But I just had to get on the mic and, and and let Chris Boucher's name shine, let his story shine, because that that is the only thing that was inspirational, really, at the end of the day, last night after a loss as bad as it was to Washington. Well, I hope we show up on Saturday. We need to show up. Um, the fans deserve it. Jakob Pertle deserves it. Um, I would even say some of the coaching staff deserves it. Uh, but, but certainly Chris Boucher deserves it if nobody else. All right, y'all. I hope you have a great day in the sunshine. I've basked in the sun a little today already. Um, I hope you get that chance. It's a lovely day, at least in Ottawa it is. And, uh, I hope you can have a good Friday night. Maybe even get on the dance floor. Maybe even play DJ if the DJ's not playing for you. And just enjoy some music, some sunshine today, and and some some weekend vibes. Because whew, as a Raptors fan, that was that was a tough loss and a nonsensical way of losing too. It's one thing if you lose on the road to a decent team, you know, in the last two minutes. And you just didn't knock down shots, but you were there the whole way. But when you lose like that, have no shows from the almost the entire bench minus 
Chris Boucher and, and just poor, poor games from Fred Van Vliet. Scotty Barnes was mediocre. Pascal didn't score one point in the second half. Like, you can't have your best players play that bad. Uh, kudos to OG for knocking down 26 and playing decent defense on Bradley Beal. Uh, much respect to Jakob Pertl, who went 7-7 seven seven from the line, first time he's done in his career, and had 23 points, was rock solid in his role. Again, reminds us why we were so desperate for him, but how quality he is. But we, we got to do so much better, and I hope that we can distance ourselves as fans from this game so we can enjoy the weekend. But we're going to need that game on Saturday if we're going to have a chance at the sixth seed. That honestly is a real make-or-break game, and especially knowing we're going out west. Um, but, shoof, yeah. Do your best to just flush this one as fans. <laughs> Um, but you know what pain teaches us sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> and I reflected on this this morning cause day last soul just released a whole bunch of music, um, from the eighties, nineties, they released a whole bunch of music on Spotify. And one of their songs is called pain. And it teaches us when you have pain after a loss like this, it teaches us that you got to be better that you got to learn from it and, and and do something different to to make life better and the life those around you better. So, I know Chris Chris Boucher felt it, I know Nick Nurse felt it, I'm sure the whole team felt it. Um and I hope they learn from the pain. So let pain make you better, Toronto Raptors, and let's go get that win on Saturday. All right, y'all, enough talking from me. Peace. I think I don't, I don't do dreams.